0: LSG Media presents a Game of Thrones podcast. All right, Jessica, here we are. And before we start tonight's show, I have a question for you. Sure. Do you think that Westeros is going to see a sharp, decline in rapes and a food shortage now that all the Dothraki are dead. I mean...
1: I mean, the brief moment in, um, you know, uh, in Westeros must have really made it hard. must have been hard on Winterfell.
0: Yeah. Must have must have been some bow-legged northern broads walking oh around. Oh, my God. But good news. That problem has been wrapped up. And... Uh,
1: all the Dothraki are dead.
0: They're all gone. There's like five left. Are there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Something like that. I saw a few ride back with Jorah. Yeah, well,
1: well, it doesn't mean much.
0: But they're gone. They're dead. And um, that's that. So, Dothraki, you're dead. They're done and gone. Um, And uh, here we are. So, I'm happy to report that it is time to talk about the long night.
1: of Margulis.
0: Truth be told, not that long. (laughs) (laughs)
1: No, it was the shortest night of all time. Pretty. (laughs) I've had longer nights in college boozing it up, let me tell you.
0: Pretty brief night, I'm going to (laughs) say. So, not exactly the long night we probably were anticipating. And right now, this is kind of interesting. We watched this episode separately. We haven't discussed too much about it ahead of time. I don't really know how you feel about it overall. Um, I tried not to betray too many feelings overall, other than to say I I didn't find myself on either extreme, as there seem to be two extreme camps, as the majority of people, and then the minority of people are people actually in the middle, which is hilarious. It's like a metaphor for life and everything right now. There's no middle ground. Everything's extreme. And I feel like opinions are divided on this episode. Uh, People are screaming, it's bullshit, 90% bullshit, whatever they're saying. And then people are like, it was amazing. It was awesome. I can forgive the little mistakes. So how do you feel after watching The Long Night twice?
1: Yeah, I just finished re-watching it. Um, I also feel like I fall down the middle of the camp. Um, when I was watching it originally, um, I went through the emotions of the episode where I was like, oh my God, the emotions of the episode. And then as soon as it was over, I was like, there were a lot of problems and I have a lot of fucking problems. And I started to like cycle through those. And then I spent the next couple of days like reading everything online and going through Everything and being like, yes, I agree with these problems. But then the more people would talk about the problems, the more I'm like, now we're being nitpicky. This was a good episode of television. There was a lot of really good things that happened in it. And there were a lot of really questionable things that happened in it. Um, I have the same complaints about this I had about um, what's the episode called? Where they go? Beyond the Wall. Uh, yeah, or Beyond whatever. the Wall. Beyond the Sea. I don't know what the name of that is. <laughs> I don't know
0: the name of the episode either.
1: But that episode where they all go Beyond the Wall. And I sat and said, look at this great episode we watched where there was so much tension. There was all this. There was all that. And then we kill off Thors of Mere. Really? All of that? We're apparently facing our greatest enemy in the history of everything that is so bad that they want Cersei to come and help them fight. And they kill him in like three hours, essentially. Easily. And we only lose... Like, three of my boyfriends? Sure. And one is Theon, who's not like a real boyfriend because he can't really be, even if I wanted him to be, which I did after tonight.
0: Yeah, you, you told me in very explicit terms that you were going to suck, quote, suck this guy off, <laughs> close quote. And I said, well... I sure did. I don't know what exactly you're going to suck off because I'm pretty sure Bolton <laughs> robbed you of that joy. But... um and uh, oh, and, I love
1: Elfie uh, Allen, he is good.
0: That Theon, uh, that Theon's up there, but uh, so yeah, it's funny. You you can, when you're watching the episode, so I watch this with uh, Lynn and Nate who are in the chat. Hello, guys, thank Hi, you guys. for having me over and feeding me. That was very Sorry, sweet, that was very sweet of you. And um, I will say that while you're watching it, what's happening is you're being you're, you're getting wrapped up in the moments because they're very cinematic and they're very exciting. And then, and then you start to think back on it, which is what people do with a show like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones isn't a show you just watch and then you go, cool, and then you go on about your day. Like Most people don't go to work and go, did you watch NCIS last night? It was a barn burner. Maybe they do. I could just be being an asshole. I might be being a pompous prick. But I feel like that doesn't happen as much as it does with a show like Game of Thrones. Call me controversial. And I think when you get people stopping to think about certain things, that that's what's going to happen. And when people sit down and they talk about TV shows, they're either going to start guessing what's going to happen. They're going to start wondering, oh, what's in the Tower of Joy? They're going to start thinking, oh, what's this big secret? They're going to start wondering, oh, who's going to die? Who's going to kill the Night King? How's that going to plan out? But but it's it's the other things that I think some people tend to think about too. They start to think about all right, let's look at this episode as a whole and start thinking about everything we've seen in the show so far and how does it play into it? Like you, Jessica, I find myself going, there's a lot to like in this and then there's a lot I don't like. And it's the same thing with the cinematography. There are moments where it is too dark and then there are moments where there is beautiful cinematography to be had.
1: I don't care what you tell me in an article on the internet, I, I literally don't care.
0: That, that, that director of director Because I've read
1: all the articles about, no, it wasn't too dark. It was too fucking dark. When the entire internet is up in arms because they're like, I couldn't see shit in your episode, mm-hmm. you made a mistake. I'm sorry. I have a big TV. I watched this episode in fucking pitch black because I couldn't see shit. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me like, oh, it had to be darkness like a movie theater and then it would have been okay. Spoiler alert, it wasn't, okay? Mm-hmm. I watched it like a vampire and I still couldn't see shit. I just rewatched it with the light on just to try that. And guess what? That still sucked. Terrible, terrible lighting in the battles. Right. Really fucked that shit up.
0: Right. <laughs> the nerve to be like, well, check your settings. Oh, for your oh, show? you should have
1: a 4D TV. No, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to watch my Game of Thrones. I've been watching it for eight years. Don't you tell me I need a 4D TV or whatever to enjoy a battle. Okay? I want to enjoy my death
0: plus all the people who watch this shit on laptops who have supported HBO for fucking yes, 10 years. Like exactly. you can't just you can't just shit on those people and say, well, too fucking bad. Like that's kind of a dick thing to say. But yeah. he's also not going to come out and say, well, yeah, we probably made a mistake, right? He's not going to do that either. I'd be like, listen, no comment. It was filmed the way, I would have pulled the Belichick. I would have been like, we're on to- Episode four. Like, what do you want me to tell you? <laughs>
1: I can't. It is the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> all the Arya memes, like the Night King memes, like after a sports game. <laughs> listen, mm. it was a good shot, okay? That's all I'm going to say. Oh yeah. my God, so good. I can't. They're so good.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, it, but there are also moments when you, in listen, so you have to remember too, There, there really is something, in my opinion, watching something once and watching it a second time changes your oh, opinion. It really, really does. I agree. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. There are purists who are like, I'm going to watch it once. And then if I don't like it or if I do like it, I don't feel the need to watch it again. That's fine. But obviously we're doing a podcast. So we have a bit of a different.
1: You watched it twice? <clears throat> yeah. I'm curious how it changed your opinion because it definitely changed mine.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I could see more because I'd already seen it. So I wasn't going, oh, because I was remembering what I, so i I equate it with like, you know, when you're, you're learning to read and you just know that the word is the word because it makes sense logically in the sentence. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're like, I know that I can't read that that says ladder, but when it says dad climbed the blank to go up and do painting, you, like, you know what I'm saying? So I already knew what I had seen. Like I knew, so I had this, I was like, oh, okay. It's, it's, it's kind of like reading music. You're like, I know how this is the song goes, even though I'm not positive I can read that note. I know this is the note. So it's like that, like I've already seen it. I kind of know it. So I go, oh, that's torment, I know, because I wasn't sure at the time. And then I realized sort of after the scene passed Nicole, that that yes, was that him. Was Norman, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's, so the cinematography is a little easier on a second watch. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of good stuff and a lot of kind of goofy stuff. Um, and, and there's plenty to talk about here. Mm-hmm. How would you like to go about tackling this beast?
1: God, I have no fucking clue. I literally do wanna don't just, know.
0: Do you want to just talk about it? Uh, sure. Yeah,
1: I got some notes. I did take notes when I rewatched it because um, and you can't about the battle, but I want to take notes about moments and little things in it that, you know, I want to touch upon. And I do want to say to like you when I asked you what you thought the second time around and people in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I watched this immediately while watching it, I was like emotional. And we all know I love Jorah and I do also love Theon and I'm going to go on a rant at some point about Theon and like the Theon haters and I'm going to, I'm going to murder them on this podcast. So the Theon haters, just
0: spend your time loving Theon. Don't worry about the haters. I'm going to
1: murder them all. Okay. I'm going to kill them. They're going to be dead.
0: They're going to be a pile around you as you die next to them. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In the
1: most beautiful (laughs) cinematic fashion. Instead Um, of the Night
0: (laughs) King looking down at your corpse, it will be the listeners that you didn't kill.
1: Um, so while watching it and in those moments, and like it finished, and I was like, oh my God, I'm so emotional. And like, everybody, you all fucking know I love fucking Jora. And like, Jorah's my guy, and he's my number one. He's been my number one guy for pretty much ever. So, you know, this is all hard for me. Um, looked handsome as anything, dying. let me tell you. Like, he did the whole episode. A true That's fucking a creepy angel. statement.
0: But, um- <laughs> I just want you to, I just want to pause the whole show. Everybody, pause, pause. He looked handsome as hell dying.
1: He did. He looked handsome every this moment. This is a
0: problem. <laughs> I just want to point that um,
1: out. So, but as soon as, as soon as it ended, I was immediately like negative, um, almost immediately. Mm-hmm. I was like, enough people didn't die. What is the problem? There's no this, there's no that. It was so dark. I couldn't tell. Why is Jonathan not so annoying? I hate everybody in the show. There's nobody left that I love. I was like on like a rampage. Right. And I, and I, I felt like I got more negative. And then the more I like read shit and then talked to people and even people who are super high on it, I'd be like, oh, I'm so annoyed this person is so high on it because they shouldn't be so high on it. They're so dumb. Um being And then I re and then yeah. I rewatched it and I liked it better the second time around. Mm-hmm. Because I felt the second time around rather than hard emotion and then to immediately like I hated it. There wasn't enough um There were were all these problems and just focusing on the problems. Just now when I watched it, I was like, there are a lot of problems and every problem that I was pissed off about still exists and I'm still mad about it. But I was so mad about those problems that I forgot about the moments that are really fucking fantastic in the episode. And just watching it again now, I'm like, no, there was some real, real good stuff here. Got it. There was some real good stuff. There was some real bad stuff too. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that's how we're just going to have to tackle it. Now, I know that this doesn't really interest it's going to be hard to do this sequentially i don't think we should bother because the editing is the editing is a little jaunty they did a lot of like this character character turn to this character to turn to this character to turn this character to turn back to this character turn to this character they're really being really cute with the editing right Mm -hmm. They, they they were like when when um i mean in it in it looks it's a slick kind of transition like when, when they're in the crypt and they have their moments Sans interior and they turn and then it's John coming out of the darkness and not them. Like they did a lot of cute little editing like this, but we're probably going to just have to talk about this at a high level and then talk about individual stuff and not worry about sequential stuff. Cause it's, it's not really plot. We don't need to be worried about plot. Does that work for you? Because yeah, we're already fine. kind of doing that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know how. Like going through a sequentially <laughs> is gonna be like. So then this person fought this person, exactly. and like <laughs> Jamie got swarmed by whites, oh, but then he survived That's right. And then, and then Jamie got swarmed by whites again, and then uh, he got pulled to the ground, but he survived. And we didn't yeah. see how, but he did. And then Sam did the same thing because he's equally as good of a
0: fighter. Uh. I think we know why Jamie survived, because he's amazing.
1: Okay, why did every single other person in the show survive? Well,
0: I don't want to get off Jamie just yet. He's bold, he's beautiful, he's perfect, he's honorable, he's loyal, and uh, he's a true champion. So, I want to, uh, I want everyone to just recognize that for just a minute, because um, you should. I'm telling you what you should do and how you should live your life.
1: No I think are better angels and gentlemen, Theon.
0: All right, so, let's talk <laughs> and about- Dora, obviously. Let's talk about the- some of the stuff that I know some of the more nerdy of us will appreciate, which is let's talk about the tactics. Now, listen, I am not prepared to drink. I am not a mil. I am not a medieval military history expert. I did. I did take medieval history classes in college before dropping out of college. And uh, it was very enjoyable. I learned a lot about Charlemagne and all that shit. And that was really cool. Battle of Hastings and whatnot. But, um, it, it's, the best way, this is going to sound really controversial, and I don't mean to make such a simple statement to make this show sound dumb, but I'm but, but I'm forced to. The best way to defend a castle is to go in the castle. That's not a crazy thing, right?
1: I don't know. I don't know in medi- castles.
0: Listen, and we can say, well, it's not medieval. It is based on medieval warfare, okay? Yes, dragons change all this, but at the end of the day, and I don't want to belabor all this bullshit, but... You defend a castle by going in the castle. And what they would do back in the days, they would siege a castle for months. Obviously, this is different. There are whites that can make fucking body piles and climb up and get over the wall and it's going to be a lot quicker. But but very simple. Very simple. Watch Helms Deep, watch whatever. Yeah, Helms Deep. All you need to do is continually fire your missile weapons in your artillery weapons. Put the trebuchets behind the trench. Everybody, every, every guy who thinks they know anything about medieval history is all gonna say the same shit on every podcast. So I'm sorry that I'm gonna say everything they've probably already said. Put your fucking trebuchets behind your troops. They're indirect fire weapons. They don't need line of sight. And you should be pelting these guys for a fucking hour. Just keep shooting. Keep shooting arrows. The, the the walls, the, the battlements of Castle Winterfell just keep shooting arrows. Ooh, I have an idea. Go.
1: Okay, I have a tactical idea. And I know, like, I'm a woman. This is going to sound crazy.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. Brienne knows I have, what's up. I have
1: no military experience. I'm not a knight. I'm not Sir you're, Jessica. You're Sansa. Okay? You're more Sansa. I'm Sansa. I'm hiding in that fucking crypt like a bitch, okay? <laughs> and I'm not even embarrassed about it. But I'm like Sansa. Like, I'm, like, cool about it. Okay? Yep. Anyway, so I have, like, a crazy strategy. Like, hear me out. This is going to sound crazy. What if, at the beginning of the battle, when all the the whites and everybody are coming in, what if the two dragons that can kill everything just fly over and start killing shit? Correct. What the fuck?
0: Well. uh Why
1: do we kill our entire Dorthraki army before we start using our dragons?
0: We sent them into the... I
1: don't understand.
0: So yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of moments like that, right? The dra- the dragons could easily have been held in reserve, even behind the keep. You, you wait for them to close in. There's moments in the battle where, where, when they light the trench, for example, and all the whites are standing there, and everyone's just looking at whites. Kill whites. Yeah, I saw that too. Relentless bombardment, relentless missile fire. Make them pay. Make them pay until they get over the wall. Brutalize them. Fucking destroy them. Be Tywin Lannister, bitch. Let's go. You know? Just relentless bombardment until they are until they destroy the war machines, until you are out of arrows, until they are stabbing you in the face. You should be constantly bombarding them. From the fucking castle, son. It's a castle. You're on the castle. Use the
1: castle. Do you know why they did this thing when they sent the Dothraki out?
0: Because rapes were through the roof. No,
1: because it looks so fucking yes, cool. you're right, you're right. I'm sorry because i said this every time I've watched the episode. They light those fucking swords, they all ride out there, and you watch them be extinguished one by one by one by one, mm-hmm. and you watch all of our friends lose hope. It is fantastic and wonderful television, mm-hmm. but it's fucking stupid.
0: It's stupid. You know you're what?
1: dumb, use your dragons.
0: You know what you do? Remember the Knights of the Vale? When they engaged people. Hey, where the the
1: fuck is Robin Aaron speaking of the Knights of the Vale? Sorry, I'm really worked up right now. When they
0: engaged people and they charged them in the ass with their huge wedge of knights. Wait, in their ass? Yeah, they hit them from behind and they crushed all those. Oh my God,
1: I thought you were, wow.
0: And they crushed all those Bolton guys. That's the way you do it. You don't just send, dude, so that's a prop. Like tactically speaking, there's a lot of goofiness like that like the dragons there's a moment when you see john and danny way the fuck off and i get it dragons can close distance quick but at the same time i'm thinking let them come to you like i don't understand chasing a fight when you have a a, a place that must be sieged the only way you lose winterfell is if they breach the castle okay so kill them as they're coming to you don't go to them you're the defender, not the attacker. Stay in the castle. Don't, don't waste your troops. Don't sally forth. It's not, you're not starving to death, right? In medieval times, they'd have to sally forth because I mean, they might starve they're running out of food. They're like, my lords, we're fucking starving. We gotta go. They've been here for months. And then they're like, well, we better ride out and try to fight them or, or try something. In this case, no. Sit there and just bomb the fucking shit out of them with Greek fire, fire arrows. Just be relentless. That's it. I'm not a military strategist. That's what I would have fucking done. That's how I would have written it. You know what I mean? Like there's a shot here All right, where we're you being see
1: fresh right now. The chats get real bad and tell us that we need to relax.
0: Why? Wow, this is a lot of fun. They <laughs> fuck the chat. They can leave. How about that chat? Um, so yeah, that's, that's just a little bit of something that, that would have made a little bit more sense to me is that having that, um,
1: yeah, we. I know we're waiting for them to go for Bran. I get that too in the chat. Um, oh my God! There's. It, I think it says. Roll I don't. On the you're floor getting distracted laughing, by the roll chat. On the floor, laughing. You're getting um, distracted by the chat. I am. I. I definitely am. But yeah, I get it. Dragons. We gotta protect Bran. We gotta save the dragons for Bran. Listen, if you're all fucking dead, no one's gonna save Bran. So mm-hmm. like, let's relax and let's save all of our people too. Correct. Okay. Yeah, Brand is like really—it's annoying as fuck that we're all worried about with Brand, the worst character on the show. Okay, there should second be second to Danny.
0: There should be shoulder to shoulder bowmen on the embattlements, just ripping shots all day long, all day long. Keep shooting them. Why aren't we shooting them constantly? Um, that's all. Doesn't have to be crazy. Now, so there's that. I mean, there's a couple of things like that that kind of bum me out. Um, you know, the, the 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 trench fire was a pretty decent idea. Um, I thought that. You know, you want to you want to try to keep them away from the castle wall. Of course, right? They're gonna they're eventually gonna breach it, but you want to punish them on their way in. You don't want to die outside and then let them come in. I mean, a lot of it's a moot point because I have so many troops. But and um, yeah, I don't know you the the, the Dothraki. So so let me so this will be a compliment. There's gonna be a lot of compliment sandwiches going on tonight. Okay, so the opening, the dread, the music. That Lynn pointed out when I was at her house, she said like this, it's like this growing heartbeat as anticipation grows. It's really cool observation, right? And what I love about the open is the fucking white army doesn't need light. So that's cool, right? Take it—we can only use Helm's Deep as an example because it's a very epic castle siege. Remember in Helm's Deep, you you looked out over the embattlement, and you looked out, and you saw all the torches of the orcs. Yes. Right? That's so cool. But what's almost even cooler is seeing nothing. It's pitch dark, and they're just walking. They don't give a shit. They don't need to see. That is super unsettling and yeah. very cinematic. That's that's how the darkness worked. That's a moment where the darkness was cool to me, right? That's something I really appreciated. The dragons could do such hellacious damage. There's no reason to chase the Night King. There's no reason to go out there. Um, and then the the one sort of sort of one of the things I didn't love about this episode is I didn't love that John wasn't down on the ground. I wanted like Danny has always done her shit with her dragons. Let her do her shit with her jack dra- dragons. John, you learned how to dra- ride a dragon like two days ago. Yeah, John. Go down on the ground and do cool cinematic John shit with your sword and inspiring your troops.
1: Stop riding a dragon. It's foolish. We don't want
0: that. Life. Whatever. Like, I don't even mind that, but it's like, dude, you, you like, this is the thing you've always done. These people like look to you, you're a leader. And, and yeah, we have Knights of the Vale here. We have Northmen here. We have, you know, Jamie and Brienne and, and, and stuff here and all these other people here and a lot of Northmen, like. Be out there, John. Sands is in the crypts. Be over there. Be on the ground and leading your people. You know what I mean? Like, I know I know, we want him to be like fucking yay, yippee yaddo, fucking cover uh, romantic novels with him and his girlfriend on their I dragons. I don't want any
1: romantic novels with them on dragons A grip forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't chip them.
0: Yeah. Hey, Serial, they talked about him riding dragons for years, but what has he been doing forever? Especially in the pinnacle moment. Be on the ground with your men. Not flying out in the clouds, dude. Sam was
1: on the ground with his men.
0: I guess. Getting Ed Tollett Ta- Ed killed.
1: Yeah, but like, you know what? It was cool because I was like really proud of Sam. And at one point I was like, good job, Sam. I wrote on my notes. Mm-hmm. I felt strongly about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Fire arrows. Yeah,
1: fire arrows. Exactly. All day long. Exactly. Anyway. I agree. Um,
0: I can tell this chat's loaded with people who think there's no flaws in this episode. So this is going to be a long night. No, but, um, it's not
1: going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be the lo- guys. No so like, unintended. It's perfect, but guys, it's going it's to best. be the long night on this <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> the long night. Um. Now,
1: first character death. Add bye.
0: We want to come out strong. We want to, you know, put put him over our knee a little bit. But let's talk about some of the awesome shit. Sure. So, some of the cinematography is beautiful. The, the moment where they light the kopeshes or whatever they call them in this show, all the, all the weapons of the Dothraki looked amazing. The I, I fire sides. all going down the line. There was beautiful moments like that. It looked incredibly good. Um, you know, again, I don't love the, just, just go get them, charge in there at what, what you don't see. I think they ran into a fucking dragon. But to your point, cinematically, it looked amazing.
1: The Dothraki when they go out there? Yeah.
0: Oh my my God. God. It looked so awesome.
1: It was, it was terrifying.
0: It's terrifying. Yes. It is very scary. That's where, you know, again, we've talked about the darkness, the brightness, the contrast, all that bullshit. There are moments when it works for us. And that's a great moment where I think it really works for us. Yes. Is that, um, that, that sort of wedge going out into the, into the night and just being snuffed out. For sure. That looked wild. Um, There are, there's, there's a lot of cool moments like this. There's a lot of really awesome looking things to talk about, but what, what are, what are some of your opinions on the death count? I know this is an issue for you.
1: Oh, big issue. Mm Mm-hmm. So this has been a problem of mine um, since last season of Game of Thrones. You were talking about it at the
0: beginning, but we kind of got off it.
1: Yeah, this is a thing that's a real problem for me. And don't get me wrong. I don't want to watch The Walking Dead where, like, your show is based on the fact that you kill your characters. Um, but I also don't want to watch—this In the, uh, this is going to sound wrong. Like, Ben Pru, please understand what I'm saying. But I also don't want to watch The X-Files where I know that my characters are untouchable. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: because that's that works for that show. That doesn't work for this show. Right. Right.
1: I've watched a show where you gave me a main character season one and you killed him in episode nine. You didn't even wait till the fucking finale and you killed off the hero of my show. Okay. <laughs> I watched you kill everyone I love at the Red Wedding. I I that went through. You killed fucking Joffrey in episode three of a season. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what a show does in a fucking finale. So So hear me out. This show has taught me. We don't kill people for the sake of killing people, but we are not afraid to kill someone you fucking love. Egret, another great example. Mm-hmm. When it is what needs to be done and what fits with the show. This is a world where nobody is safe, okay? But not in the way The Walking Dead does, where they're like, no one's safe. <laughs> killing me. I do not watch Walking Dead anymore, so I don't know that's it's true. What this show has done, I feel like it started last season, and I know I complained about it last season because I know when they went beyond the wall that this was my complaint that I had. I feel like that... I've always watched the show with this dread that any of these characters could die at any moment. And the fact that I don't feel that way anymore is problematic. And when I watched that, that episode where they go beyond the wall and everything and only Thoris of Mir dies, I was like, this feels cheap to me. Mm-hmm. And it feels too cute and problematic. And yes, I get it. There's still another battle we have to go fight. I know because everybody, I said like enough people didn't die. They're like, yeah, there's a whole other battle. We got to go do that. We got to do- go do this. I just watched Brand be knighted and fucking cried and you're not going to kill her in the next episode. <laughs> you made a mistake. Like no offense. You should have killed her. It would have been emotionally impactful and it would have fit with a story that you fucking told. You should have killed Grey Worm after his conversation with Masandi.
0: I got to jump in. Go. I think it's okay to subvert expectations though. I think it's okay to set a character up and then they don't die.
1: Yes, that's okay too, but not every single character. Okay. Mm-hmm. We just fought the Night King, who was supposed to be our greatest villain. This was supposed to be our greatest battle. We needed everybody together on this. We needed, de- Masandi says in the crypt, you'd all be dead if it wasn't for Danny, mm-hmm. right? We needed all these people. It's going to be so hard and so terrible and so blah, blah, blah. blah. We literally watch all of our favorite characters be swarmed by whites and somehow magically live. This is cheap to me, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. I don't want you to kill everybody.
0: Yeah. Okay? I, like, can, can I try to reframe this a little bit? Yes. And this is not to say I'm trying to change your opinion, but I think if, if I can sort of lend credence to a little. If we wouldn't have seen what looked to be two, maybe three times where main characters got swarmed and sort of disappeared in a sea of zombies and then didn't die, it wouldn't be as kind of annoying. Right. But if the character was if the character was never in that position, we wouldn't have been like, oh, in other words, if for some dumb reason, the hound got afraid and ran away and escaped, we'd be like, well, of course he didn't die. I'm not mad because clearly he escaped. It's when they do the, the kind of fake out fuckery, like you see a guy getting pulled down and you're like, oh no, Tormin fell and they're swarming him. And then, you yes. see him in, in like a scene later in a different position, swinging his weapon. Like there's a lot of weird sort of stuff like that, that happens where you're like, well, th- I remember watching this and you're going, "Whoa, shit, he's in trouble. And you're like, Oh, I guess he's out of that trouble now. Like it just kind of, like it was a little awkward at times. I,
1: I felt like I, I, and I, <clears throat> I do feel the cutaways like, were weird. I feel like this is an overall problem though, with this inability to want to kill our, 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 characters that we love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that started with there being a lack of source material. Because I feel like for as long as we had source material- You're not alone on that. I feel like for as long as we had- And now, I have not read the books. And I feel like I'm talking about this like I'm a book reader. And so I want to make that clear. I've not read the books. But my experience watching the show has been when there was source material, when we were following the source material, I always felt on edge. I always felt no one was was safe. and I. But I never felt they killed anyone for the sake of killing anyone. Correct. Since we got off the source material, I feel like- all my favorites are safe. Even now, I was like, "This is finally the episode where I'm not going to feel that way." Mm-hmm. And instead, like, "Yeah, Theon and Jorah obviously going to fucking die in this episode. Like, that's not even like if you don't kill Theon and Jorah, I don't watch the show again. Like, you have to kill them in this episode. Their whole, especially Theon, is so. Whole what you're saying is so,
0: so. What you're saying, if if I'm going to be if if I can try to slap this on you, is this? Would this be a? You are a hard teacher, and you're like you don't get a gold star for actually doing your work. Do you get my, Do you get my metaphor? Like, in other words, Jora and Theon dying are a given, but you seem reluctant to credit the show for making that happen because they yes. should have. That, yes. In other words, you're a teacher who says, you don't get a gold star for actually doing your work. It has to be exceptional type of thing.
1: Yes. And then I feel like, I even feel like, like, okay, so Arya, like we killed like Baelish last season. I'm like, oh, here's our big death of the season. Like nobody dies pretty much at all last season. I also almost felt like that was like killing someone for the sake of killing someone. Mm. In in a degree, like it didn't, it didn't have the emotional impact that I wish it would have had.
0: Can, can I say something? Because yes. somebody in the chat said something really good here. Um, I want to credit them. And this chat is just moving too fast. Aha. It's R-O-F-L-O-R-O, the fucking rolling on
1: the floor laughing, roll on the floor laughing. I saw them before in there. So that
0: person says, death count was fine as long as people continue to die over the next three episodes, comma and this is good, they should die due to their decisions, not just mindless zombies. That's fine. That is the premise of Game of Thrones to me. Characters make a decision, and it puts them in a position that costs them their life. Ned Stark is the great example of that. He made a decision to pursue something to its end for honor, and he died for it. And that is awesome. And and this is- That's really awesome out of this guy. So, Rothel, whatever the fuck your name is, that's a really good way to say it. People dying over decisions they make.
1: And I agree, and this is what I I feel like um, Theon's death and Jorah's death are um, examples of that tonight, right? I feel that way, especially Theon. Um, But I also feel like we were so open for that, too. I, with a character like Grey Worm is a great example mm-hmm. with a character like Brienne or maybe not necessarily Brienne maybe Podrick dies saving Brienne maybe we have something there I, and I get it someone said like Cersei's gonna kill Brienne and then Jamie's gonna kill Cersei there's gonna be a whole thing and I get that too um, I get that I get that but I just feel like this battle is a little cheapened by the fact that I, I feel like it was like Glenn going under the dumpster
0: erica a lot of erica it. in the chat says, how many more characters could die without hurting the impact of having them all die that's a really good question in other words when does it just become schlock right that's a good question
1: yeah and i agree and i'll tell you one you you would give me one more solid death and i would complain a lot less okay ideally two but one like like one like middle mid-range death and like a solid death like kill me another like Liana or Ed, or like someone who's not like a huge main, main, main character, and then kill me off like a Brianne or a Grey Worm or a Podrick, or obviously it's not gonna be a tournament. A tournament, yes. Here is the moment Tormund, you missed. Yeah. Tormund sacrifices himself for Brienne. That happens in this episode. And is that not incredibly emotionally impactful? Is this not where Tormund should die fighting the Whites after all this time? Isn't that a great character arc for them after that moment he just had with Brienne? Where we obviously see Brienne is in love with Jamie, but Torman's in love with Brienne. It's a whole thing. And then he sacrifices himself for her. How did you miss this moment? And yeah, you can do it in two more episodes, but why didn't you do it in this one? Mm-hmm. Tormund should die fighting the Whites. He shouldn't die going to King's Landing. It's just, it doesn't fit with his character. He should die in the fucking North. And I'm sorry. I really feel that way. That's a great fucking example. I should write this show.
0: Yeah. Um, Nate was saying, I I think death math is kind of silly. I just want to see a good story. That's the way I feel too. That's also true. That's the way I feel too. I don't care about numbers.
1: I don't care about numbers either. It just felt like it was cheap to me. Mm -hmm. The way that it was done. Yeah. That's how I felt.
0: Yep. I get what you're saying there. Um, so yeah, I think uh, take a breather. I think it's uh, I think it's important to tell a good story at the end of the day, right? You don't need a million character deaths. Ned Stark's death is still one of the most impactful of the season, and it wasn't like this big bloodbath that you know we we knocked off some characters we didn't really care about. And Ned fucking Stark. Um, I don't. I, I think what happens is when you put a ton of heroic characters into this particular situation, and they are facing overwhelming odds and the story kind of gets built up, I think you think we're going to kill some pretty big-time people, yes. and it's going to impact the story, and it's going to make sense. I think that's why... Let's So so. let's talk about a very positive thing with Theon.
1: Oh, God.
0: What a great story death. And that's that's a great way to talk about it. Story death, I don't care about math either. I don't care about the number. I care about how it makes it in the story. Going back to Roffel's thing, he said it's all about... The poor decisions, or not even poor decisions, maybe, a, maybe the right, maybe the honorable decision is what leads your character to death. And that's what's so fucking cool about it, right? You made this honorable and good choice and you died for it. And that's the way it goes. And that's why it makes a character like the Hound so compelling because he, he's kind of a son of a bitch. And that's why he's lived so long because he doesn't always make the honorable choice. And he scoffs at the guys who make the honorable choice because it gets them all killed. The Hound is alive, Ned Stark is dead. That's crazy. But when you see the way they live, they both made choices in the way they lived. The Hound is alive and Ned isn't because of the choices Ned made. And that's that's awesome. And that's interesting storytelling.
1: Yeah. And, and Nate said in the chat, he said, like everybody, our main characters who died had meaningful stories. And I agree a hundred percent. Our like three like main deaths, even like Lyanna Mormont, like I know Dean's out on it, but um, Jorah and Theon and Beric Dondarrion I felt all of their deaths were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Were well done, Amazing. Were earned. Um, and, and now, again, let's
0: spend some time talking about them.
1: I love Jorah literally more than my life. Okay, this is I love this is him. big hot
0: takes. I Hold love. On, Jorah. Let me prepare the people for this. I
1: love Jorah. I know
0: it's coming. I love Jorah. I know it's coming. So listen. <laughs> This is going to be a real hot take.
1: I don't even know what you think I'm going to say. I
0: think I know what you're going to say. I think you're going to say, can I guess? Yeah. I hope I'm right. You're going to say out of the three deaths, Beric, Theon, and Jorah, that Jorah maybe the weakest? Yeah. What? Holy shit, ladies
1: and gentlemen. You heard it here first on LSD Media. I think Theon's was a, by far. Yeah. By far, hands down, the best.
0: Like it was, and then barracks
1: and then barracks is great too. And this is my problem is, and then I'm a little annoyed because Jorah. I wanted more from him. And like, I hated seeing Dean in your fucking fancy white coat, like stabbing one person. I I was like, I wish she would just die so Jorah could live. Like I was so mad.
0: (laughs) Her fancy white coat.
1: Like why are you dressed like that bitch? Tie your hair up, tie your hair up. You're in fucking battle. Doing it, we started about the hair tying up there.
0: Yeah, let's not go down oh, that route. God. People can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talk to me about. Where do we the, um... want to start with Young? Uh, well, yeah, mm-hmm. why not? We'll start with, the... well, do you start with the... well, do you want to start with the? Let's start with talk about Jorah's. Talk okay. about Jorah's arc. Let's talk about Jorah, the character. Okay. Oh, he, he died for another. <laughs> That's
1: light a candle, another... everybody, if you have a drink, <laughs> let's let me and a cheers to Jorah. Okay.
0: okay, cheers, Jorah. There you go.
1: Cheers to Jorah. All right. The true angel, of this fucking show, so beautiful, so handsome, so so handsome. Yeah,
0: the most emotional impact of that part was when the dragon like coddles her. That was so ad- when she was oh, sad. That was so adorable. I gotta give him a shit he went, when it came oh, in. Really,
1: you think that was cute? I yeah. thought. Fuck you, Danny. If you had ruined George's life and made him fall in love with you and then zone him, none of the shit would have happened. you oh. could have been married to a great woman somewhere, happy, like I, like me. <laughs> Just kidding.
0: <The> a <laughs> woman that buys too many shoes and he has to start slaving.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: he can't afford Danny.
1: Don't get me wrong. Jorah's death was fantastic. Yeah, of course. Jorah was fantastic in this episode. He, he was. was so... He was brave in every scene. He never hesitated. Him with that sword, he looked oh fucking fantastic. Um, and, and, you know, him magically coming out of nowhere when Danny was in her time of need is a little annoying. It's fine. But whatever. whatever. <laughs> we know this is... We know this is how Jor is gonna die because the whole entire show has been Jorah being like, I will give my life for you. Don't you understand that? Mm-hmm. And Danny being like, I don't believe you. I don't trust you anymore. And this this constant everything, at the end of the day, he can be like, I I said I would die for you, and I will die for you. Mm-hmm. Like, he stayed true to his word. He meant everything that he said. And I'm sure that in the moment where Jorah died, he felt that he had died with a purpose. Yeah. Um, and could feel content with that.
0: Right. Let's pause for a second because I think we need to bring a little bit of balance to the Danny thing. And this is just being being honest she's so with you.
1: Trash, but okay.
0: She is, she's a trash queen, but she's integral to their survival. Because without her, without the dragons, this is fucking over. It's no contest. You can roll your eyes. I'm you, gonna. But it's I'm fucking gonna. true. Danny's a trash queen, and I don't think she should rule Westeros. I'd rather. I'd rather. I. I. I like. I don't. I've. I've spoken my piece about her and her story, in Essos and her coming to Westeros and how I and how I really appreciated what she went through, how she was sold to the Dothraki, and then how she overcame all that and, and, and liberated Essos. In my opinion, I could have been like, "Cool, I'm, I'm kind of done with Danny." When she starts coming to Westeros and fuck with my with my peeps, I'm like, "Nah, yeah, don't, I don't fuck with my peeps." I don't want you near the Iron Throne. I don't want you making people bend the knee. I don't want any of that shit. Stay in Essos. But so I've said that in perpetuity. If Danny. if Danny isn't there, Miss Sandy's right. Miss Sandy's right. Ugh! You have to admit it. Do I? Admit it right now. I don't want to. You have to. I don't want to. You know, it's the truth. I
1: hate her.
0: But you know that without her, they are dead because without the dragons, the dragons aren't there if she's not there. They're just not.
1: Fine. The dragons aren't there. Whatever. But then there's also not a night king dragon,
0: but whatever. It doesn't matter. (laughs) But that's so the real the only reason I'm pushing you on this is because, for some balanced perspective, number one, number two, because Danny saving Jora is a fucking big deal because if she's trying
1: to save Jora, I mean
0: I'm sorry, Jora saving Danny, yeah, is a big deal. If she was trashing and, and brought nothing to the table, we don't fucking care about her. She might as well be down on the crips, but she's not
1: yeah, I wanted her to be down in the crips because then if she's down on the crips, and Jora would have lived ugh. <sighs> No, it's fine. This is this is this is a story we have been told about Jorah this entire Correct. time. And he finally got to have his moment and prove himself and he was fantastic in battle and amazing as always. And <sighs> Jorah is fucking great. I'm there, sad. There that are he's moments dead. where
0: I had goosebumps watching him wield heart because can we talk about the delicious irony of him? defending Danny with the sword of the house that she burned the fucking heads of alive. Yeah, you fucking bitch. (laughs) Now you're back out on her. No, (laughs) What a fucking bitch. So, pretty awesome, right? Heartsbane. I mean, he's wielding heartsbane. I know, I hope hope, Danny
1: takes that fucking sword and she gives it to Sam. No, I'm serious.
0: The family heirloom of House Tarly doing work, keeping her fucking alive. That is awesome.
1: And I hope that she takes that sword and she gives it to Sam. I'm serious.
0: Well... That that's, is a moment
1: I want to fucking see.
0: That's really good. And Give me that you moment. You know what? That's, that's right and that's good.
1: Yeah, I know. I should write this shit. Trust me, I know.
0: Yeah, call George up. He <gasps> needs
1: worm? help. Grey 100% would be dead right now. Just <laughs> saying. And definitely <laughs> tormented.
0: Bye. Um, so there's some stuff. I want to I wanna try to, and I was just kind of spitballing today when you were rewatching it when I got home, but I kind of want to spitball um, Grey Worm, but we'll come back to that because we're going to handle these. Well, maybe we should make some others in. Let's talk about Grey Worms. He got a lot of very close shots and there are moments where I thought to myself is is there fear here because that's kind of cool. It's it's Burner almost scared, yep. it's almost like character development for him.
1: Yes. And a that's what I like about percent. it. It
0: made him more interesting.
1: That's the only reason I would be okay with them not killing him.
0: Me too because it it's it him not dying is a is a flipping of the script in my opinion. I think everyone thought the unsullied are going to get overrun eventually and Graham's going to die.
1: And because they don't care they're just they're essentially like you know, uh, guns for hire. Like they're, they're there to do battle. There's no emotion behind it. And I think his relationship with Masandi and the conversation they had, and then talking about, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm coming around on this right now. Yes.
0: Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Grey Worm fan coming in. No, 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 I'm not a Grey Worm fan. (laughs) Don't get crazy. Well, it's baby steps. We saw you make big turns on characters. But, but
1: what I am saying is, you know, I'm like, Grey Worm has to die. This makes sense. He has this great move with Masandi. but actually him not dying might be a, a, a totally different thing. More Whereas interesting. The Unsullied have always been about war and fighting for the person they're fighting for. And for Grey Worm to be like, I want to fight this war and I want to go and live my life with you. Mm-hmm. And for all of a sudden for him to be scared about something because he finally
0: because he's sees a of-
1: future. Yes. <gasps> oh my God. I have goosebumps just listening what? to the story I'm telling. What it's the so f- fuck? A- where do I
0: live? Who is this person? <laughs> this is the greatest moment in Game of Thrones LHT Media are. history. So wait a minute. I want you to say with me into the mic, I'm a fan of Grey Worm. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm okay. not. I'm say, right. say, right. I'm, starting Grey Worm say I'm starting to find Grey Worm interesting. Say it.
1: I'm starting to find Grey Worm interesting. Wow. That's all I'm going to say. What
0: the hell? This is raucous. Good like time, at guys. He's only three episodes left.
1: I never even need to see him again. Honestly, at this point, he might he's, live. At, he's at the highest. I'm
0: convinced he might not die. That now. would
1: be problem for my Deadpool, which I can win money for. Ooh.
0: Well, I'd like that two hundred dollars. That cool two hundred dollars. A pound of pound of flesh, as they say. Get your pound of flesh. I like that cool two hundred. But anyway, this is this Nathan the Bizarro Jessica.
1: That's <laughs> 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 my doppelganger.
0: She didn't think George's death was the best, and she's starting to think Grey Worm is interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, don't,
1: don't ever for a second think that I don't love Jora more than I've ever loved saying. anyone in my life. Okay. Except for my dog. <laughs> like, let's just remember that. <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. He, he, in that moment, I think he thought, what am I doing here?
1: Why am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think he, I think he had a moment and you know, he's, he's not, he's not a, we're not saying he's being cowardice. He's being a fucking person. Instead of uh, this robotic, I am an solid, right? He's now like, a, like he's starting to think. And I think the close-ups on his face are a are, are good choice by, was it Sapochnik? A good choice to be like, he's really thinking about this. He's really considering this. All of a sudden, he has something to live for instead of living to die, living to serve to die. He's not that person anymore, and he hasn't been for a while. And I think that's an interesting subplot, man. It really is awesome.
1: Yeah, it's a little too late for it, but that's cool.
0: Yeah, I hear you. But um, all right, so Jora,
1: can we all just, everyone please raise your glass and drink to Jora, the number one of my boyfriends, the truest love.
0: You'll never see me again in my piss yellow tunic, my lady.
1: If someone wants to send me a Jora like poster in the mail, like you can do that, and that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be upset about it, okay? <laughs> He's still my number one boyfriend, dead or not. And his eulogy goes like this a Mormont, I'm sorry <laughs> you fell in love with a trash queen and she was a bitch and she friendzoned you, but you were the most noble and wonderful and most handsome in all of Westeros. There you go. In all of the Seven Kingdoms. You're here, here. We will miss you forever and always love you.
0: Yep. It's good stuff.
1: And I did wear my house Mormont t-shirt when I was watching the episode because I knew he was going to die and I wanted to support him.
0: All right. Let's talk about the death of the other Mormon and then we'll get back to, then we'll get to Barrack, Then we'll mix somebody else and then we'll get to Theon.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> there are no fucking Mormons left, guys. Glad yeah. I wore their shirt.
0: Look okay, at people are putting up glass pictures Thank in the you, chat.
1: You angels. I
0: got whiskey too for Jorah. Whoa. I got your... wine for
1: Jorah because Eli- I don't drink whiskey.
0: Elijah Gregg on the rocks tonight because I'm a big vagina. Um, I don't know what that means. It's not neat. So ne-
1: Jorah, friend of the seven kingdoms. Yeah, yes.
0: All right. Hi. Let's talk about the lady of Bear Island.
1: She's gone. I like her. I like that she fought the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that she knew it was like insurmountable odds. She knew she was not going to win this fight with a giant, but she still fucking went at him.
0: Well, he came at her.
1: Well, she went at him too.
0: Yeah. You know, oh yeah, she charged him.
1: Okay. Yeah. I just watched it. I saw it happen. Yeah.
0: Um, there's this moment where the giant breaks through the door mm-hmm. and he gets into the uh, into the keep area. And he just backhands her, and I went, oh, "Oh shit! That was incredible." I thought they unceremoniously killed her. And do you know what I said to myself? Bravo, Game of Thrones! An unceremonious, oh, and
1: so you didn't like that there was
0: smashing of a, a beloved character smashed to death in one fell swoop. That's ballsy.
1: Someone who wasn't even supposed to be a character. Right. Right. And, like you know what I mean? I love that. Like the characters who weren't supposed to be and that became,
0: like, yeah, because we love yeah. them. Like yep.
1: little Leona Mormont, um, yeah. So she could have just die like that, but that would have sucked. And she was a kid, and like people don't want that shit.
0: I know they would rather watch her get crushed to death in its yeah, end. but also kill no, a giant at I, the same time. Okay. I get what you're oh. saying, but it would have been cool for that that like. I, I don't know if—this I, I, I this is one of those where I'm like, I don't feel like George R. R. Martin actually writes it that way.
1: No, he would have never done if, that, yeah, 100%. If
0: that feels kind of like showy to me.
1: That was very much a non-source material type of thing.
0: Right. Um, I like that she—so, so, taking the fact that she didn't die from the backhand, which would have been a, a pretty bold move, she decides that she's going to charge the giant and represent Bear Island with great honor and ferocity, mm-hmm. like a bear. Yeah. And um, when it picks her up and you see her face, because you know it's crushing her, that was pretty devastating. Uh yeah. I will say that that was that was something like just. I was like, it was crazy. Lord. And then she drills it in the eye.
1: Oh, I like um Elliot um Robinson says her visceral scream was awesome. Yes, yes! when she screams and fucking runs at that giant, I am like. So pumped. I can't even tell you. It was pretty intense. It's so good. It was pretty intense. It's so good.
0: Yeah, the crunch added 4141 in the chat saying that's what I was talking about. The crunch. Just a oh, brutal. But so Bear Island, man.
1: They're gone. There's no more mormons. They're dead. Forever.
0: Did you think Mormon was in trouble this episode? Li sorry, Liana, I know you thought Liana, sorry, I know you knew Jura was doomed.
1: Um I, I thought it kinda of depended on the death count. I didn't expect with a really small death count for her to necessarily be amongst them. Um if so I had a a deadpool at work where we had to pick who lived and who died, um, and Liana actually was not on the Deadpool. Um, for weird reasons, basically the guy who ran the Deadpool just had a baby and he named her Liana, like Liana Mormont, and he said he felt weird putting her on a Deadpool. So she was not on it. Um, if she had been on the Deadpool, I think I would have picked her to live. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm like, how brazen are we going to get with killing off young people?
0: Yeah, yeah, I get you.
1: Um, so I probably, I think I would have picked her to live. So I think I'm glad she wasn't on the Deathpool because I don't think I would have picked her. To die. So I would have lost those two points.
0: Let's discuss the really incredible, let's just talk about the whole section with Arya and the library and the sneaking, and let's talk about all of that stuff.
1: Yeah, I thought Arya was going to die. Briefly. Me too. It scared I, me. I had
0: a couple moments where I was like, uh-oh.
1: A lot of fucking tension for me in um, these scenes with Arya, In um, a lot of great moments with um, the Hound, and obviously because which we're going to get to, but... um I love Arya, and is a great character, and I loved Arya in this episode. Um, the stuff that she learned in these episodes where we bitched and moaned and bitched and moaned, and we were like, what the fuck? This is so boring. We hate Arya now. Uh-huh. Why is she doing this shit that makes us want to kill ourselves? Mm-hmm. And the answer is this episode. You're right. It's not her killing Walder Frey or killing Baelish.
0: That was cool, though.
1: Although that Walder shit was Frey's cool. Walder Frey's
0: death was very satisfying.
1: Although that shit is cool, but... We watched her do all those, all of that for all that time to see this episode. Her sneaking around in silence in that library and mm-hmm. trying to get away from them. Her sneaking up on the Night King. Her being able to kill these people without thinking twice about it. Mm-hmm. This prophecy, Melisandre's prophecy about who she's going to kill. Um, ending with like, oh, in the blue eyes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wink, wink, nod, nod. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yep. So Elliot, uh, Elliot J. Robinson brings up a good point in the chat. She seems to be mercilessly cutting down a bunch of them outside, yet struggles with 10 in the library. Uh
1: I'm actually not as bothered by this because she's in a closed-in area. Okay. I think when you're out in the open and you're going through and just killing, it's one thing. Mm -hmm. And when you're in a small area and it's like, where's my door? Where are my exits? How do I get away if I have to get away? If you're out in the open and you're like, I turn and I retreat. I run this way. I go this way. You can see your surroundings. If you're in a small room amongst shelves and you need to get out, it's a little harder. So I actually... I'm not going to be nitpicky with that. Yep. Yes. And she did hit her head and she was yep. concussed. There's a, there's a bunch Paul of- Paul says also, let's not forget that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I got that. There's a, bunch of, there's a bunch of stuff I think makes sense there. She didn't have the awesome weapon. She had this much smaller weapon. To your point, I think is probably the best point, which is she has spatial awareness of of, of the enemy. I can see them all outside. Here we go. I'm going to start engaging them with my pole arm. Cool. Pink, ping, pink with my fucking crazy assassin training. You're in the library, you hear noises, you're not sure where they are. You don't want to just jump out and then you get stabbed in the back, two more rushing from the door, suddenly you're boxed in. So I really like the fact that she was trying to evade them and get away from them when she found herself in the library and she's like, fuck, they're in here too. I gotta try to get out of here because I don't want to get into this engagement in these tight quarters where I can't see everything. I totally agree with you on that. So I didn't mind I don't I don't mind that discrepancy so much. <clears throat> and she did. As it's being said, get her fucking head rocked into the stone wall. Ouch.
1: Which is smart, I think, to give her that, like, disadvantage almost. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: uh, Eric in the chat says they don't tire. That's one advantage we never, ever talk about enough. Erica. Sorry. They're relentless. They do not suffer from fatigue. And fatigue is a major battle, a major problem when it comes to this kind of fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you siege your castle for a long time. People start getting fucking tired. Their
1: adrenaline will run out too. Yeah. Like if people have adrenaline or go, 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 it will run out eventually.
0: And the fear and the fear is exhausting. They don't have fear. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. They don't run away. They don't break. They keep going. Um, <clears throat> they, they do have some, and, and this is going to be a little a bit of a sidebar, some interesting moments though because they know what kills them and how to avoid it because they stop at the fire. Yep. And then the Night King's like, oh, no. You're gonna, you're gonna go in the fire now because they don't. They're like, wait, that's gonna kill us. So just stay, stay put.
1: I like that too when they make the tower over the fire. <clears throat> it's a great moment. Um, yeah.
0: Um. So Arya, the Hound. The, oh, this is all kind of part of that same sequence. The Hound has this moment where he freezes again. He's Be-
1: terrified of fire. It's awesome. Still, which I like. This is character development we've had since the fucking season when we first met him. Yep. He's fire makes him fucking nervous.
0: That and there's, you know, I'll tell you this. The, the Hound, every character, whether they admit it or not, unless they're undead, suffer from fear on one, on one level or another. And the Hound does too. He's not immune to fear. And I like that. And I like that we see him responding to it. And I like that we see him overcoming it, of course, when he sees Arya. That's, a, of course, an adorable moment.
1: Oh, I love it. I <clears throat> do. I'm and sorry, And that's when I he's like
0: immediately inspired to go forward. But, but we see him. Huffing and puffing and being overwhelmed by this feeling of fear and just not knowing what to do, and Barracks like yelling at him.
1: Like, and, and just <clears> that <throat> moment, where he's like, "We're all dead. Like, there's no point." And Barracks like, "Tell that to her, oh mm-hmm. Arya." And all of a sudden, the Hound is like, "Fuck, <laughs> it's so good. It's cute. I don't." And it's I, it's fanservicey <laughs> at all. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is. It's a little fanservicey, but I don't care because i am the fan they're surfacing <laughs> and i will take it thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> that shit's funny man um yeah yeah but um this this movement through the crypts this lighting is great i the agree torch light is creepy you can see it it reminds us of medieval times where we go wow there's not much light here chasing away the darkness it's only beric sword Oh, and a couple of torches on sconces—that's nice. But we can clearly see our characters, and we can clearly see the fear on their face. We can clearly see how they are responding to this, and that's something I really like. Right? And it works, and it makes sense. You're uh, you're mesmerized by the chat. Yes. <laughs> I'm over here. Chat's <laughs> over there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ!
1: I like to know what's going on in there. I gotta see what those people are saying.
0: But um, yeah, it's, it's pretty, um, so, so take me through the Barrack stuff.
1: So I like Barrick Dondarian as a character. He's also a boyfriend of mine as of more recently, but he's on the list. Um, I'm a big fan. I, I, I like this, this const the, the whole coming back from the dead story and like Thoris of Mir and like his interactions with Jon, um, their time beyond the wall. He's, he's, he's this knowledgeable character that is, is. Very interesting. And we know with Thoris being dead that we were going to get a Beric Dondarrion death, right? Mm-hmm. I like that his time spent with the Hound mattered and then I continued to stick with the Hound throughout this episode. And I like his sacrifice to save the Hound and Arya. Um, and you made that post about, oh, Beric Dondarian saved Arya, then Arya killed the Night King, blah, 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 blah. Oh,
0: like that? Like he's a yeah, Zora yeah. high, Yeah.
1: Which I don't even, I'm not a book reader. I don't read that shit, so I don't know. But... Barrick did and and there's a part of me that thinks like this like magical part of Barrick and like like he knew like this this he was brought back so many times so many times for what and the answer was this mm-hmm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and yeah. that's what i love about this moment from Barrick is the fact that Barrick has continually died and been brought back died and brought back died and brought back it's like why why for all this time great what's payoff, gonna be the I time think. that actually kills him and this is the moment he actually dies to save Arya who's gonna to kill the Night King and save fucking everyone mm-hmm. is that not a beautiful story like isn't that a great way to to end Beric's mm-hmm. story I agree um and everyone trying to say Beric has such a good voice and he really does mm-hmm. he should do books on tape I'd <laughs> listen I, to I,
0: everyone I think I said that last week
1: he's so good it's so good um
0: it's very bad, And
1: it was fantastic. And it wasn't even, and the way he, he did it, it wasn't like he was like fighting and he's like, go. He like literally just stood and was like, okay, I'm just going to die right now because mm-hmm. this, is, this is it. Like this is my destiny. And there's something about that that it, I was a fan. It was very yeah. well done.
0: You're trying to barricade them as best he could. Yes. You know.
1: It was great. I really, really liked it.
0: Yeah. Beric is a really cool character and um, we've seen him, you know, we've seen him be resurrected. It, think about, so so all that stuff you just said about Arya, awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember when he fought the Hound and the Hound killed him? Yeah. Yeah, and Arya was mad that the Hound, Har- take your mind and remember this, dear television show watcher. Once upon a time, Beric was fighting the Hound in a trial by combat and Arya was so hopeful that the Hound was going to die because he's a bad guy and then he... The Hound kills Beric, Thoros resurrects the Hound, uh, Beric, and the Hound goes free and Arya's so mad. Think about where we've come in this show. Talk I know. about That's good writing. Yes. That's that's good character development. Yes. That is really slick. Yes. Okay? That is awesome. And you know what? I dig it. I, I, I have mixed feelings about the Night King's demise. We're going to get to that. But I do like that his... He, he always said, I don't know what my purpose is. The Lord of Light will tell him. Like He didn't know. He, did, he just knows. But that was it. That was it. And then he
1: knew in that moment that was his purpose. I don't know one, you, people, Derek was a season one character. I know, I get it. But we didn't really get to know him until the last few seasons.
0: Right, right. He, he's, he's interesting. And he's and he he is he's been around forever. And he did this thing where he decides that he's, you are distracting me with a chat now.
1: That was just a good comment I want to read. Go ahead. Um, Danny C says, "Aria was in a room with the, with people who all used to be on her list, and they all saved or motivated her in different ways, which is so important. Mm-hmm. Like literally, these people she wanted to fucking kill, either saved her life, did whatever to to get her to the place where she was. To I don't know, it's really well done.
0: It is, yeah. It's it's rewarding. I liked Barrack; he was a cool character. I agree. And um, it, it's funny. This is, you know, this is one of those things where." If we want to be realistic about our own criticisms of certain things in hindsight, we can, we can start to see the bigger picture, which is kind of what I said about the second episode. Some people who were down on the second episode. Nobody's talking about episode two anymore, right? They're yeah. talking about episode three. Yeah. This is my point. We, are very, we have very short attention spans with some of this stuff. Think back to when we were just talking about when they go beyond the wall. One of the things we said is Barrack should have died. The fuck do we know? This makes more sense. Beric didn't die there for this reason. I mean, and that's
1: great. I'm, I'm do, happy about it. Just
0: like some of the characters we were saying maybe should have died, maybe we'll have more rewarding deaths in two episodes. We'll
1: say They better.
0: But do you see what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: and if they do, then I'm sorry for everything I you said. You don't
0: have to say you're sorry. I'm just saying that's why I think it's important that we have to sometimes keep an open mind with this stuff because we are taking each week at a time, whereas the show has been—it's done. It's in the can. It's over. So sometimes, something three episodes ago that we— we hate it in retrospect goes, oh, well, I guess it does make a little bit more sense here. That's not to say you let them off the hook entirely. I'm no, not saying that. I think I'm we just, will be
1: more forgiving on it. I think I will be. All I'm saying is sometimes
0: you have to go back and think about it and look at it at the time and, and, and know that you're only seeing it in the moment at that moment. And that's all you have. You're, you're looking at it up to and at that point and you don't know anything that's coming. You can speculate. Sure, Brian gets done, is she gonna die? She doesn't. Oh, okay. Well, something crazy is gonna happen with Brian probably. And that's just the way it goes.
1: Yeah, and I will I tunnel
0: vision, yes, Elliot. Yeah,
1: and I will say I'm sorry about it if that yeah. is the case. But yeah. if all these bitches live and we yeah. get a happily ever after at the end of the show, we to be real pissed.
0: Right. Sean furnishes, but then we have people over on with whites and they're fine. Correct. I'm not saying yeah, the show is beyond criticism. Listen to the first twenty five minutes of what we just talked about. But I'm saying sometimes if we want to ratchet it in a little bit, think about it a little more reasonably and have a measured response to it, you start thinking about it that way. But Beric's death, I agree, very rewarding. And it brings up another point of this episode that I want to talk about. No death speeches. Yes. And no leader speeches. Thank God.
1: Yeah, I loved it. I didn't
0: want any of that shit. It's done. It's been destroyed by Braveheart gladiator lord of the rings and every other fucking thing that's come before it i don't need it we're probably we might get it we might get it in two episodes i don't know but i don't think we need him anymore we we the the opening of this episode this is tied to Barrack's death trust me m- makes this work we we're already in it these men are just working The the moment when Theon pushes fucking Brandroid by, he just has his jaw set. Like, it's go time. It's not speech time. It is fucking go time. Yep. We don't need speeches. We don't need people standing on the wall. We need to do our goddamn jobs, and we need to try to get through the night. And that's cool. And a character gets mortally smashed and wounded. Two characters. One, Jorah says, I'm hurt. Which is barely audible.
1: Oh, I watched it with the subtitles tonight it's, and it literally broke my heart. It's heart
0: wrenching because you don't hear it on the first few. I didn't. Oh, me neither. I was also hooting and hollering a lot. Sorry, Nate and Lynn. Um and then on the second one, it was Barrick. He he it says inaudible. Like we don't know what he says. He tries to say something to her and he doesn't. Um so yeah. There's a couple of there's a bunch of people who made predictions about Don Darian giving quote his kiss, which is his life for somebody else's in a magic sense to somebody and a lot of people and I think our very own Johnny Butters predicted Arya he's kind of right by proxy Beric kind of gave his life for her right so I just want to shout out anybody who had that prediction because that was pretty slick
1: I yeah that was fantastic people were
0: thinking oh it's going to be a major character death and Beric Darndarian is going to give him the kiss and bring that person back to life, and that's going to be his thing. Yeah. And they did it, and I think this way works a little better. Like a, a quite, this is much more of a visceral thing than a, all of a sudden Barracks magic, and we haven't seen that come, and we'd be like, this is a little odd, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, good stuff like that. Um, well, we talked about Liana. We, we talked a lot. Do you want to talk about your man? It's going to be hard for you.
1: See, we can't call him my man yet, because Dora right. stole my man. I get it. Okay.
0: Who is this? Is this like your the brother you wish you had? Kinda.
1: Theon? Yeah.
0: yeah what do, what do you of. want to call him? What's, I
1: don't know. I just love him. He's not
0: a boyfriend though.
1: He's kind of a boyfriend now. Mm. <laughs> 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 I mean he can't really be a boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing about all right. Here's the thing about Theon. And I'm not saying this about any of you all in the chat, but I'm just gonna say in general. I have spent so much <laughs> time. <laughs>
0: Wow. (laughs) Elliot in the chat. He does finger his sister, so dot, dot, dot. Wow. Holy shit. That's savage. Well played, sir. That's funny. Okay then. I read in the chat because it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Funny gets you, funny and and, uh, uh, observant gets you shouted out. Nothing else. (laughs) Anyway.
1: Okay. I have spent a lot of time as you all know, I'm very fickle and I change my opinions on characters pretty much every day. And Theon has been it's
0: part of your charm
1: has been the, the most, um, tumultuous, like back and forth of a character of hating him and then feeling bad for him and then hating him and then wanting him to do good and him not doing good. Then being be like, fucking kill him. And then they don't kill him. This is a great example of something. I'm like, why did they fucking kill Theon? And this is why. And it was worth it. I felt like there was a great payoff. Um, I sit and I talk to people and I feel like they're people who just aren't as smart as me. Um, Just kidding, but really. So for example, I'm at work and we're all talking about Game of Thrones, okay? A bunch of people at work talking about Game of Thrones. People who like watch it casually while they're just drunk, hanging out with friends. People who watch it a lot. People who read articles. People who don't. Like it's a whole different group of people. And one person I work with was basically like, I'm glad Theon was dead. He was an awful character and deserved to die.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, yeah, but a don't lot of the
0: internet is saying you that.
1: Think he redeemed himself, and don't you think there's a story arc there and a thing that mattered? And he's like, no, he fucking sucks. I'm like, you're stupid. I hate you. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, I'm not going to argue with you because you're too dumb for me to argue with you. But I'm going to talk about this on here. Okay, I'm going to give my my Theon eulogy. Mm-hmm. Theon was somebody who was taken from his family. He was essentially raised as a like what a captor of a captive of the Starks, but they were the only family he knew. He tried to get back his own family by doing things like trying to impress other people, by trying to take Winterfell, lying about killing um, Bran and Rickon, or whatever the fuck he did. Um, He isn't taken captive. He's tortured by Ramsay. Mm -hmm. He essentially develops this fucked up weird Stockholm syndrome where he's like Ramsay's little slave. Yara tries to rescue him and he won't go. Sansa's there and he essentially does not protect Sansa. He doesn't take care of her until eventually he does and he helps Sansa escape. He comes back. He reunites with Yara. He helps her against Euron. He lets her take the Iron Islands. Because he knows that's not for him. And then this final moment at the end when we're all like, okay, this could be the end of the world forever. What do we do? And he's like, I want to go fight for Winterfell. Mm -hmm. And he goes and he wants to fight for Sansa. And he stands out there in the godswood and he fights until the last second. And when he looks at the Night King and he knows that he's going to die, um, There are a couple things I wrote about Theon, and I want to find them. Earlier in the episode, Bran says to Theon that everything Theon did brought him to where he is now, Mm -hmm. which is home. Mm, That's huge. Okay? And that matters to Theon. It matters to us as viewers, and it should make you understand that, like, yeah, Theon's a piece of shit. We're never going to say he wasn't a piece of shit, but if you can't look at the story arc and, like, find something out of it, then that's a problem. It's not a problem. It just is what it is. It Um, is what it is. Um, Theon getting overwhelmed I just want to find fuck where I wrote this this is my problem okay so there's a bunch of dead people all around Night King rolls up um, and this is the thing too we've watched Theon fight and fight and fight and fight and fight and it's the fucking Night King who's going to kill him in the mm, end doesn't people. that mean something and Theon knows he's dead and he's fucking scared but also at peace um, and Bran says Theon you're a good man thank you which is essentially Bran telling Theon you're dead but it's cool. And Theon is ready. Like he will die for fucking Winterfell. And like I wrote in my notes, Elfie Allen is a fucking treasure and I mean it. He's so good. His face, this is some of the best acting in the entire episode is his face in that moment where he is about to fight the night King where, where, like I said, he is scared, but he is peaceful Mm -hmm. because he's home and he's dying doing what he wants to be doing, protecting, protecting his home. And, and, and he can be at peace with that. He can say, I went through everything I went through. I did the horrible things I did. But I know at the end of the day that this is where I ended. It. I, look at it. Like, look at his fucking face. I can't. Dean's like playing it on the screen right now. It is-
0: The YouTube people can see it.
1: It is. It's fantastic. Alfie Allen is such a good actor. We do not talk about him enough because is not a big enough character. And most people hate him all the time. He is- amazing and and i will sing his praises all day this death was fantastic it was beautiful i have nothing bad to say about it love him bye got it i want to cry just talking about it oh i want to cry see dean's planet i want just like oh cuz he just do you do you
0: um do you not so i typed in theon's death in google search just for fun i'm not going to allow this to derail the show um and i really don't like promoting news websites uh but, but there's an article on cnn of all places Theon's redemption shows the flaw in Game of Thrones, and this lady, Kate Malpe writes about how wicked he her. writes about how wicked he was and how we're all duped by the nonsense of this whole thing, because of all the horrible things he did. So if you guys no. want a real treat, um, yeah, decapitated the master at arms, um, murdered two farm children.: um, But we
1: can love the hound exactly like this, this
0: is the problem with this kind of moralizing. This
1: is the whole point because we don't love Theon enough because he doesn't have a penis anymore, or whatever no, reason no, no. it is L-
0: give me a minute if I may okay. This is the problem when you start moralizing about Game of Thrones. You start to realize every character has done some pretty horrific shit. Does that excuse them? No. But it means that they're people in the positions that they are in doing the things they do. I feel like we spent a lot of time talking about this very thing on the podcast. so I'm definitely not going to do that tonight because it's exhausting. But if you start looking deep enough, you start finding all kinds of crazy shit. That's all I'm going to say. I think Dion's character is written as a very interesting and a cool redemptive story. A man who was basically a ward, right? Yeah. He was given away by his dad because his dad decided to start a rebellion and they gave him up as a hostage and of course Ned took care of him but and then he becomes he gets into this crazy situation with his father and his father wants him to do x y and z and he doesn't know what to do and then he ends up a prisoner of the Boltons and that's never fun we see what that does to him and um yeah man it's uh it is it's crazy I mean it it's crazy it's it's a very complicated morality but it's uh it's very fascinating storytelling
1: and you can't you cannot tell this story and make theon um, the way he is and make us feel the way that we did without again having Elfie Allen. Like, yep. it, and you, fucking come at me, I will fight you over this shit. This was a. <laughs> this Why do you was, want to
0: fight people? Why are you always saying come at me now? That's your new thing.
1: Because I don't. I will <laughs> fight people for the people I love. Oh my god, and they're all dead. The redeemed himself. I feel like there were so many times where, like kill Theon, kill, actor, theon kill Theon, kill Theon. That's great. And and you know what? I'm glad we didn't kill Theon. And I'm glad that we have this moment. I thought it was fucking fantastic. And I thought it was probably the very best moment overall in this episode. Yep. So that's how I feel about that.
0: Take that, Jorah.
1: And I love Jorah so (laughs) much. And then you say that, it like hurts my (laughs) soul because I love Jorah so
0: much. Basically, what we're seeing is why Jorah constantly gets friendzoned. There's always somebody a little more interesting. (laughs) The guy with no (laughs) (laughs) dick. He doesn't have enough cock. Dude, Jorah doesn't see the chance. The cockless guy beats him. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm going to die God I hope hope, uh, Thora That's Theon and Jorah combined Oh Um, yes, right. (laughs) Thora I hope Jorah finds a measure of peace in the afterlife
1: I love him so much (laughs) Oh my god, I'm dying The Iron
0: Bank's probably still looking for his family For like his wife's shoe debt (laughs) (laughs) They're going to send a faceless man to kill him
1: um, yeah, well, that was beautiful at the end.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Um, so, I, there's, there's a lot of cinematography stuff we I, should be talking about that we're not.
1: Yeah, we're not a cinematography, cinematography podcast. Can we talk about one more thing? <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> we are a podcast yeah, that I know. talks about many things. But
1: I know, I feel like we've touched upon a lot of the episodes and stuff. We and have, And yeah. I don't want us to miss, um, I want to talk
0: about a couple of things. So, so let's bullet out the things we have left. Okay. You start.
1: Sansa, Tyrion.
0: Okay. Also, we should talk a little bit about the dragons. Some of the cinematography of the dragons flying is okay. really amazing. When yeah. they go into the clouds, it looks ridiculously cool. Yes. I remember going, whoa, look at that. Moments of, of the dragons doing strifing runs looks incredible. Um, I don't just love dragon fire when it, when it barrels into people. I love that, the, that it has like a kinetic force to it. It doesn't just ignite people on fire. It literally blows them 20 feet away. It looks so cool. Um, a lot of that stuff is cool, but the cinematography with the dragons, when they break through the clouds and they get up and there's the moon and you just see them kind of squaring up. It looks amazing. It looks like the most, it looks like every tale you've ever heard about dragons in game of thrones going back through the ages, this beautiful cloud night moon in the background. It looks ridiculously cool. Um, Th- I-, is- I could nitpick the ideas of having the dragons five hundred mile- miles away from the fight. I'm not going to get into that. We've already covered the tactic bullshit. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um,
1: this is why we haven't seen direwolves in two seasons. Is so we could have this tonight. <laughs> You're no, right. it's, You're it's, right. it's it's the truth. You know, we have our CG budget, and they were waiting on this this dragon shit. And here we got it. Like mm-hmm. this is this is our dragon
0: battle. Yep. The dragon. what's two
1: dragons fucking battle. That was pretty fucking cool.
0: The the moment where the where the whites are climbing all over Drogon. Yeah, that's that is fuck, dude. Oh my god, that
1: scared the sh- That was like, I was like, that was great. That was fantastic. That was like overwhelming to watch. Overwhelming. It's really good. Yep. It's a really good moment.
0: I thought to myself, he's gonna take to the sky, right? <laughs> I was so glad he did.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. One hundred
0: percent. And I was like, you you kill this dragon, I'm gonna be mad.
1: Yeah, because I picked him to live in my Deadpool just like, oh.
0: <laughs> You picked Drogon to make it.
1: Yeah, but the other one to die. Got it. So I saw ghosts and like the other dragon were dead. I was like, great. I picked them both in my dead pool. <laughs>
0: oh. like, well, I need that cool
1: 200 bucks guys. So
0: let's get back to, let's stay on target here. What are you, what, what are a couple, uh, what are a couple bullets you want to bang through before we Still call it? Sansa night? and Tyrion. Okay. Um, Leave the pack.
1: Whoever made that meme about Sansa and Tyrion, they're like, oh, is Jessica going to hate Sansa? Now? just crying in the fucking crypt. No, I don't hate Sansa because Sansa's being fucking realistic, okay? She doesn't have a dragon. She doesn't know how to fucking fight. She's going to stay with her people and then if everybody else dies, she can like lead the new world, whatever. It's fine, okay? Relax. Sansa literally doesn't know how to fight. Here's all the good shit that I liked, little character moments. The beginning, Arya and Sansa are hanging out and Arya gives Sansa the, um, the weapon, And Sansa's like, I don't even know what to do. And Arya says, stick him with the pointy end. I love this moment. It was adorable. Awesome. I I loved it. Um, When they're down in the crypt, the conversations between Tyrion and Sansa are fantastic. Um, And I don't even know why I love them so much, but they were were so good. Mm -hmm. Um, Where they're just talking and and Tyrion's like, I should be out there. And Sansa's like, why? Neither of us could do anything. We're no good out there. There's no point. And then... um, he says, maybe we should have stayed married. And she says, you're the best of them. And he said, what a terrifying thought. But then she says <laughs> a he Mar- laughs about it. Yeah, so just cute. Then she says, a marriage never would have worked because of the Dragon Queen. They would have had divided loyalties, which is interesting. Um, and then we get the moment afterwards in the crypt with the two of them hiding. And do you know what I love about this episode? I love that they're both fucking terrified. They're both so scared about their impending death. Because that, to me, is realistic. These are two, Tyrion more so being in battle, but Sansa not at all. Sansa was supposed to fucking be a princess and marry a king. Do you know what I mean? Correct.
0: And that's all she actually ever wanted.
1: That's that's how Sansa's whole life was. That's how she was
0: groomed. Yes. Ned Stark and And now Catelyn. she's
1: in this crypt being overwhelmed by dead people coming and- And I like that they're scared. I love this moment between them and they look at each other and Sansa shows that she has a weapon and he kisses her hand and they both fucking run. And the piano is playing and it's, it is to me, realistic and beautiful and well done. And I loved it. I really love the moments between them. I thought they were so good because I thought we had two great characters, in my opinion, interacting. And I, I liked how scared Sansa was because it was realistic. If Sansa was out there fucking fighting, I'd be the first person on this podcast bitching and moaning about it.
0: it. They literally had it filmed and they cut it. Sansa fighting him and him and Tyrion come out and they stab shit.
1: Fantastic choice. I'm serious. I would have been so mad. Uh, Tyrion, fine. That I would have been okay with, but not Sansa. It does not fit with her character. It is never who she's been. And I, and I like the the reality of her knowing that's not who she is, but being like, if I have to fight, I have this weapon, I'll do what I have to do. Correct. But at the end of the day, I'm scared. I love that. I'm, I think they made the right choice.
0: Yeah. We don't, it, I don't think we need to see F- Sansa fight. We just need to see her willingness to fight. Yes. Right. She was willing to fight if she had and to. And she
1: was terrified.
0: And she should be. She's not a fighter. She has I loved no it. idea what she's doing.
1: I don't care. I loved it. That's,
0: but, but that, but that's good. She shouldn't, she shouldn't also be a good fighter is my point. I think she is I think her brandishing the weapon and them grasping each other's hands is the moment that was important to the story of her willingness to want to fight. Mm-hmm. And not just that, but did did you jot down any of the dialogue of that scene?
1: Um they don't talk at all in the second scene.
0: Uh before that though, leading up to that.
1: Uh, of the two of them? Yep. Um uh, the marriage one?
0: Yeah, but but the but n- Knowing we can't do something or whatever. She
1: she essentially says like there's nothing that they can do in a battle. Mm -hmm. Um she says they should be here with the people, something like that. I didn't write the specifics. But like, you know, she he makes a joke and she's like, That's not gonna help you in a fight, essentially. Right. But yeah, no, I don't have anything specific other than the stuff I already read.
0: Gotcha. But um yeah, it was it was the willingness, the willingness the her pulling out the weapon, I think, in a story from a story perspective, perspective shows us that she was willing to fight and didn't need to. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't think we needed to see her out there stabbing shit.
1: I uh, if we saw her out there stabbing shit. I would have actually probably bitched about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: maybe she gets tackled and goes down and stabs one. That's one thing. But wading into them, uh, we didn't really need it. It made sense from a story perspective.
1: I would have complained personally if that would have happened. Luckily, I always it was out of character.
0: We didn't have to. I'm really happy. about God that. knows, you won't hear you complain anymore.
1: Well, I'm gonna <laughs> for the rest of the season. We have got three episodes left, bitches. So get ready.
0: Um. So yeah, it was um, it it was an awesome moment. What what is it? What what do you think about them interacting? Does it make you think of anything about what's in store for them as I characters? Don't ship them. Let's not. Get no, I'm not talking crazy. About that, but let's just say.
1: I think that they are both smart politically,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and would be. I, I think Tyrion make a great hand to the Queen if Sansa was sitting on that Iron Throne. That's for fucking sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he knows Westeros politics, right?
1: Yes, he does.
0: She seems to be starting to know them pretty well.
1: You know what? Uh, if this season ended and Sansa was sitting on that Iron Throne, I wouldn't be mad. Just saying.
0: Right. That's I fair. Be mad. Okay. Um, how awesome do the Whites look in this?
1: When they're going to the Godswood, where you said they are rolling up with my homies at the club or whatever, yeah.
0: I said, "How is that?" I said, "How is the meme not been made yet?" Where you have the Night King flanked by the Whites, and it's like when my home, when my homies and I roll into the club.
1: Yeah, could someone please make that and send that it should to me?
0: Totally be because I right will now. use it all day every day. <laughs> I guess I could make it with a meme generator. I mean, you
1: but could, but so could our listeners, and they're better. They're just better.
0: Yeah, they're much better. Make
1: us that meme. They please. should
0: do. They should take these or even from better, us. like
1: a GIF, like where they're actually moving it, and it says at the bottom, like when I rollins the club with my homies (laughs) thank you And it just
0: shows them sort of like strutting for a second and then it repeats (laughs) please god someone
1: make that for us
0: Mm, that's awesome well yeah it's um they looked amazing i I have no complaints the blue eyes at night look great all of that stuff looks incredible his introduction into the show where he's sitting up there and he's you just see him sort of bouncing on the like it's like it's like being on a boat. He's on the wave of the dragon just bouncing and then he reaches his hand up and he commands them to extinguish the flame to create the white bridge so they can cross mm-hmm. over and start sacking the castle. All of that stuff looks incredible. Him getting on the him him uh, and him hanging back. I like the use of winter to, to extinguish flame, to make people cold, mm-hmm. to, to obscure vision. All that stuff was really slick. That 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 literal storm came at his behest, I'm guessing. He's a pretty powerful guy. Mm-hmm. Which is why he gets killed by a little of dagger. But um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, is there anything else you want to get to before we talk about the Night King's demise?
1: Oh, Melisandra died too.
0: Oh, we didn't even mention her.
1: I picture her live in my Deadpool, so I'm pretty mad. But it's
0: okay. Um, Melisandra's death is as I kind of pictured. She just sort of does her thing and lets her. she just dies after
1: she was there to light that knew. shit on fire to tell aria that she was gonna kill someone he she was gonna kill someone with blue eyes and then when it was done um someone in the chat said um her watch has ended and um oh elliot robinson red woman death was cool she served her purpose her watch has ended yep correct it was simple um it was quiet and calm it was the close to our episode mm-hmm. which is very interesting that that was our closing scene right um but I thought that that was fine. I was, I was totally fine with that. I think like, we're like all these main characters die. We name everybody. And that's what we like. Totally <laughs> <to> they <think of laughs> <Alessandra>. go <laughs> Oh, shit, man. Yeah, someone better get that necklace. I like videos says that uh, Gilly is going to wear Melisandre's necklace. It's funny. better.
0: It's funny when I think of like what she actually contributed to the battle, which isn't really much. Like she lit the Cope, the, the weapons of the Dothra who got smashed. Yeah. She lit the Trench, which got over easily. I mean, she probably bought them time. Yeah. Because the whites froze until the Night, King, the, Night King, <laughs> the Night King checked his little reports. He's like, What are these motherfucking lazy bitches doing standing just looking at the fire? Let's go! Lay down your body on the fire, you lazy ass whites! God damn, these whites are so lazy. So lazy. Fuck, man, I need some whites at work. And then he commanded them to lay down on the fire.
1: And they said, Yes, sir. Yes, they, master. They sure did. We sure will, master. He
0: controls them like puppetry. It's pretty cool. So crazy. I like that shit. But um all right.
1: Yeah, let's uh, talk about the death of the Night King, I guess. Let's move right sure. on to that.
0: Is there um so the death of the Night King sequence I wanna talk about um oh poor Theon. I mm-hmm. wanna talk about as um look at the pause image.
1: Why did you do that?
0: So the the Night King death I kinda of wanna talk about in the sequence with sort of John. Because he's kind of trying to make that epic run to the gods will
1: talk about John, I don't care, but <laughs>
0: Let's go. Wrap this shit up in fifteen minutes. Call it a night. (laughs) But um, he, I, again, because we have a lot of listeners who are going to get mad if I criticize this episode. Apparently, in that chat, yeah, chat. I just want to say whatever about John and his dragons. I just think he's better served down there. And this tracking shot on him rolling through Winterfell is so badass. We love
1: the tracking shots in Winterfell. This is why we love. It's more of a follow, but Um, a chase cam,
0: but whatever. Um, Not
1: fuck. What's the name of that episode? Watchers on the wall. That yeah, I just said. Hard, hard home too. Yeah, yeah. But okay. But we're talking about Watchers on the wall. Tracking right. shot. That really good tracking shot. Let's, you know what I'm talking about?
0: I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Let remember me, let me-
1: when there's was that great tracking shot in Watchers on the wall? Where's a who's my uh, my remember one friend in the chat?
0: Um, who is your? it Taylor
1: Galloway? I feel like it might have been. I don't remember. I feel like he supports me.
0: He might. But um. So Night King.
1: Yeah, Night King. Um, John's making his epic run to kind of get there and save Bran. Um, we watched John run by a bunch of people almost dying, but not quite. This is something that bothered me and was bad um, filmmaking, I feel. When, you know, you see Sam getting overwhelmed and John like looks and it's almost like that second, like, do I save Sam or do I continue on to try and save Bran? He keeps running, but Sam's going to live anyway. And he's going to see Bran and Jamie almost dying and he's going to keep running. But it's fine because they're going to live anyway. And like that to me was made really cheap by you know, all those people living. Gotcha. Um, right. I'm not wrong. Like, you understand the point. I, I'm I, to I
0: totally get what you're trying to say here. Again, this, this comes back to, it's not about character death math. It's about storytelling.
1: Right. And that right? was, that was bad. Right. Storytelling. Don't show me those scenes where it seems like you're being like, okay, John can either go and try and save Bran or he can save Sam.
0: Maybe if John was going to save Bran, we would have lost one of them, but. He doesn't get there, so maybe But that's... he
1: still runs by Sam I... and leaves him to die
0: <laughs> That was so hardcore.
1: I was like, fuck.
0: I was like, damn, damn.
1: Um, yeah, so he doesn't get there in time because he's too busy dealing with dragons and Yeah, shit. he sees
0: he sees I think he sees Jamie and Brienne, Torman and Sam all kind of get overwhelmed. Yeah,
1: he, and mainly he really sees Sam and he pauses like it's like a fuck should I save Sam and he's like, No, eh, I'm not gonna save Sam. I'll let him go. Yeah. I'll just let him go. He talks too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who knows what he'll write in my book? <laughs> so anyways he goes on his epic run but he doesn't make it there in time but someone's gonna make it there in time and um, I don't care about Bran but um, I know like the thing that you talked about about that moment like I definitely you should definitely talk about that
0: okay I will because it's so good got it yeah the, the positive part of that stuff
1: yeah there um, are positives.
0: alright let's just cut this. why are we burying why are we fucking belaboring the point Ari kills Night King what do we think
1: but you know what honestly we care more about a lot of other things Here's how I feel about Arya killing the Night King. Why was it so easy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that Arya killed him. I just care that, yes, like— Yes,
0: I'm in the same camp. Because so, I love Arya, and I, just... I can
1: get behind it. I can really get behind I, it. I
0: want to make this clear. I don't have a problem with Arya delivering the killing blow to the Night King. I don't. Me neither. I think it's kind of a bummer that outside of being a giant lure— Bran never really liked the war gang, the, like, nothing. Brain sucks. But, but the writers suck because yeah. they're not doing anything with him. They kind of, like, he has this whole journey, becomes a three-eyed raven, and he learns what? To lure him to the And at the end of the day? He doesn't, I wanted Bran to be a little more involved directly with the Night King's death. I don't know how. Don't fucking ask me. I'm just saying it felt... When it ended, I was like, okay, it's it's kind of over. And I kind of felt a little the like— A little bit. I mm-hmm. did. I felt and I'm fucking sorry, listeners. You can write me 10 messages about how I'm wrong. Go fuck yourself. I'm just saying that's how I felt about it at the very end. Now, that's not because I think Arya shouldn't be the one to kill the Night King. Yes. I don't mind her killing the Night King. Maybe if Jon was present and they're battling and she sneaks in and kills him and Jon's getting overwhelmed and he can't win and Arya saves him while he's fighting the Night King. Like, yeah. Fine. Like— cool something like that would have even been cooler this is this is like some marvel shit to me this is like mcu shit to me like the flying in behind him stabbing her I, there was the false hope and i don't mean this because i don't like Arya for fuck's sake it's because i like good storytelling where i said holy shit Arya's about to die mm-hmm. and john's gonna come in after Arya dies and whatever but it didn't again uh her catching the dagger that's kind of cool we saw her working on the move when she's practicing with Brienne. i get it Talk about all the prophecy you want. I get it. Blue eyes, sure. I get all that shit. I'm not arguing that Arya killing the Night King is wrong. I'm just saying the way it went down is a little bit, I'm, I'm a little bit not cool with. I can that's totally all. get
1: behind that's Arya all. as the killer of the Night King. Totally I agree. fine with it. Totally, totally fine with can get behind it and and be like, this was good. And this is why I watched all that annoying shit of her in the house of black and white or whatever the fuck
0: she was. Yes, that's, that's a great um, point. I didn't even consider that.
1: We watched all that time of her being there learning to become an assassin, learning to, to, to sneak up on people, do things in a different manner. Um, so all that shit that we hated was to lead up to this moment where she could do this thing. Um, that's why she became no one. All of that. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the fact that she killed him. What well, <laughs> I'm not fine with the fact is this was the most anticlimactic death of what was the big bad of an entire fucking series. I don't mean a season. This isn't like fucking... Um, the master and Buffy. This is the night King. This is your big bad for eight seasons. Mm-hmm. And this is how he dies in this one brief moment where Bran's like, eh, my sister's behind you. Cool. And Ari's like, stab, stab, stab while oh, you're choking me. Oh, you're dead with one step, one stab. which yeah, right. dragon glass. I get it. But
0: I don't mind the dragon glass either. But even that I was in, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, the cat's paw was already used to complete a very cool poetic justice. The cat's paw, that the cat's paw's dagger mm-hmm. that Baelish tried to kill Bran with yep. was used to kill the Night King. No, it was used to kill Peter Baelish. That's way cooler because that's the justice it deserves. Yes. It didn't need to be that fucking weapon. Whatever, I don't care. That's nitpicky. I get it. I just, the the catching him and the one blow, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I kind of just went, huh. At the end, I kind of just went, huh. Yes. And
1: and yes, everyone's like, no, Cersei's a big bad, that's how it's intended to be. I agree with that too. Don't get me wrong, I'm fine with the fact that this was not our last battle, and Mm -hmm. our last battle is going to be Cersei. But I still feel like, after more than eight years of this build-up, that this is how almost easy it was. Mm -hmm. for this battle to be done it was a little bit
0: too much maybe this should
1: have been spanned out over two episodes maybe like I don't know
0: it it would have been cool and I saw some talk about this too there's this cool idea like Winterfell gets overrun they flee south they regroup and they defeat the Night King in the next episode or something I don't know again this is all of us assuming we know what the fuck's gonna happen in the next three episodes and in two episodes we might be like who gives a fuck about how the Night King died because wasn't this amazing right That's, that's what happens in these shows we we, we forget, you know, trust me, I'm rewatching Battlestar Galactica and knowing what happens when you go back and rewatch it, you judge it a little bit differently because you know the whole thing and the way it's going to go down. That's not to say that's right or good or better writing. It's not. I'm just saying that's the way we are as people. That's how we fucking see things. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a critical analysis of the creative process. It's just how we process shit or at least how I process shit. Um, but yeah, John Jon Snow... Who has been talking about the Night King forever? Yep. Jon Snow. He went to the Wall. He went there. He ventured north. He ranged north. He got hooked up with the Wildlings. He went out there. He went to the Whites. He fought the Whites. He saw the Night King. He engaged with the Night King. He went way out into the fucking woods when the dragon got killed, way out into the mountains. He's always been a part of it. And then he just kind of gets hemmed in by Viserion, and he just kind of misses the whole thing. I was like, ah, that kind of sucks for Jon Snow. And yes, that's not to say Arya Killing him is wrong. I just wanted Jon Snow more there. Jon Snow, I think I needed more Jon Snow with the Night King at the end. Jon Snow flying around with Danny, not being with his troops, not being there at the end, just kind of sucks, in my opinion. And that's too bad. But everybody remember, I still actually like this episode. I like it.
1: I don't care about John killing the Night King. There's no part of me that was like, I wish it was John that killed the Night King. I, or I wish he had been there. involved, but like, I don't even care about that at I all. Did, I do. I just, the only thing I cared about is I felt like the whole thing felt too
0: easy. Yep. That's all. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, you you say it should have been a little harder. I say I wanted John there. That's all. Not delivering the killing blow, maybe even getting his ass kicked, and Arya saves his ass. I'm totally fine with that shit. John killing a white, kills a white. Night King's closed in on Bran. He's trying to get the Bran. Whatever. I don't know. Stage it differently. That's all I'm saying. That's all. Okay. Um, but, the, but let's talk about some awesome shit after he dies. So, oh, you wanted me to talk about that moment, which I will. So here's a moment I really like that I talked to Jessica about today. There's this great moment where the Night King looks at Bran, and Bran looks at the Night King, and the Night King has always got that swagger, right? Cock of the walk. And there's this moment where the Night King's head, if you watch it closely, it's actually really, really cool. His head cocks to the side- And that's the moment where the Night King realizes he doesn't know something that Bran knows. And that's when Ari attacks. That's cool. I agree. I like that. The shit leading up to it, again, we've discussed it ad nauseum. That's cool. I like the Night King because it's the first time ever with the Night King we see him go, I don't know something now. And it's a a fatal flaw for him. He cocks his head and and he pays the fucking iron price to quote the the great house of Greyjoy. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Right? He pays the iron price, he plays the fleer and steel price. But you get my point. He cocks his head, Bran's like, you're dead. And I like that. I like how Brad kind of Brad Brand just kind of looks at him, and the Night King's like, wait a minute. And then the hair moves and boom, he's he's stabbed. That was cool. That moment of doubt in the Night King, I like. Me too. That's cool. Me I just too. want to
1: expect him to I just have a human reaction. I'm just
0: saying I wanted something different surrounding it. Don't fucking crucify me, okay? Don't make me fight the don't mountain in me, trial say. by combat. I don't need that in my life. They don't
1: come at me. All right. Say it. Say
0: no. it. No, say ref- I'm not doing your 22-year-old lingo bullshit.
1: I'm gonna. Don't come <laughs> at him. Come at him, I mean. Come at him.
0: All right. He'll fight you. So when he dies, everybody collapses. That's cool. Yep. What's cool about it is seeing the utter devastation that the human force has faced, because there's only like a dozen guys standing up. You're like, oh, What's John going to do now to Cersei, right? This is Cersei's plan. She's like, great. Time to mop him up.
1: Yeah. That's Send what in you the Golden the Company time. and
0: take him down. But um, I like that. I also like probably one of the best shots of the episode. Number one, seeing Theon's body with all the bodies around him was very reminiscent of Boromir in, 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 in um, Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Jorah standing on his feet yes. until the whites collapse. And then him collapsing. Yes. that is epic, badass. That is
1: great filmmaking, right?
0: That's so cool. Jorah standing there on his feet, refusing to die until he knows he has succeeded. Mm-hmm. There's your knight of the fucking seven kingdoms, right? And they all drop, and then he drops. And I go, it's "That great. was a shot." It's great. That was a shot, man. That it's was great. Great. <clears throat> God damn, that shit was sick. It was really good. <laughs> Nathan, Night King gives a head tilt like when my dog doesn't understand.
1: Something. No, it's so true.
0: <laughs> That's it's so, so true. good. That's such a good one. Do you want to
1: go for a walk? Hmm? and tilt?
0: <laughs> Do you want to get stabbed in the back? Mm? Huh?
1: The, the vet? You, the vet?
0: <laughs> uh, when you just see Mur- like the old- it's funny because the only one to ever read Brandroid's dead lifeless shark eyes is the Night King and it's only too late.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Nobody
0: knows what Brand's thinking ever. Yeah. But the Night King goes, "Uh-oh." Uh, i think i fucked up yeah i think yes. i overextended <laughs> yes. myself here. that's cool man i can dig it that's cool
1: yeah it was good Definitely yeah good.
0: awesome dude yeah jorah that's a good point erica jorah knows he won before he dies yep he's like i, that matters. I, I did it i fucking won
1: that matters for sure oh, oh my really god he's a fucking true angel
0: that is cool
1: <laughs> he's so so handsome and wonderful and beautiful <laughs>
0: <laughs> you gotta keep it together I love them so much. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, the long night. So here's what we did. Such
1: a long night.
0: There's a million chats. There's there's a million there's a million comments. We're not gonna get into them.
1: No, i what we're can't. gonna do is have them.
0: we've we've shared a lot of the thoughts of the people who tuned up in the live chat. So that's a reward. You're in the live chat.
1: You we, get a reward. We
0: talked about some of your commentary in the live chat. That's awesome. You got not-
1: mad at me when I did it, but I did it anyway. I just want you guys to know.
0: <laughs> Light King blew a 23 lead like uh, like the Falcons there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're in the chat i saying Jess has forgotten about Theon. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> They're fucking ruthless, What these am people? I going
1: to do next week, guys? All right. my boyfriends are dead. <laughs> I got torment I got torment.
0: Dude, Jorah died and only one, man. That's the shit. He's so
1: beautiful and so handsome and pure.
0: <laughs> and and that's not the overshadow thing. Because Theon died knowing he was doing something that he wanted to do willingly and dying in a place that oh. Bran invited him to say is his home. That's true. Not like the place you live because my dad took you hostage because your daddy misbehaved. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> but like
0: <laughs> your home. your home, dude. And it's cool. And you know what? You're a good man. I'm the fucking Thread Raven. I know.
1: It's like, hey, remember that time you pretended you burned me alive? It's cool. It's cool.
0: Remember that time you punished all those northern girls with your giant penis before the Bolton cut it off? It's cool. It's big. Go back and take a look. Cool. All right. Um, so in lieu of all the listener comments, because we handled that in chat, what else do you want to say about this before we go?
1: You know, it, it had a lot of problems and those problems are still going to be there even if we can justify them later. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change the way it was filmed, and
0: what, the, what would the biggest problem is probably just showing characters. The, you the fake outs, the Fair fake outs, the fake outs, the fake outs. Continue
1: for sure. If you We've be belabored the point. Deaths of all these characters. Whatever. Um, was this a great episode of cinematic television? Like, I hope that would it would be the best hour and twenty minutes of my life. No.
0: Would you call it great? No. Pretty good. Really good. How about this? Why don't we apply the LSG scale? I'm not
1: good at that. I like it. Okay. Straight like it. Um... This was no hard home. This was no Watchers on the Wall. I'm sorry, it wasn't. Okay, it was not. And I wanted it to be, and it wasn't. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with it? Is them? They should have made it that, so they didn't. (laughs) Okay, I I did nothing wrong. They did something wrong. Um, but it did a lot of good, and it had a lot of good character moments. And actually, just sitting and talking about it makes me feel better because I actually felt pretty negative about the last three episodes of the season going forward after this episode because I'm like, they are just being pussies. But then when I sat and talked about, oh, all those times where were like, why didn't Beric die here or why didn't Theon die here? And then we got these great moments. So if in the next three episodes, I'm going to get great character, not necessarily with death, but I'm going to get these great moments that show me why we didn't kill off characters in scenes where they clearly should have been killed off tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can't forgive the bad filmmaking or whatever, but I can at least say this was a satisfying conclusion to this character story. All I want is satisfying conclusions to the stories that I've 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 cared about so much for all these
0: years. I think that's a good way to say it. I just want satisfying conclusions. That's it. Um, I'm i I'm gonna say I'm gonna be bold and say I'm a solid like.
1: Is that what I said?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not bold. Oh, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Um. I, I don't I don't love the episode. I definitely don't dislike it and I think that there are some really awesome and powerful moments in this episode. I think that there is great moments of uh, uh, that where the cinematography really works. There are moments where some of the, the some of the lighting is confusing and difficult. not the whole episode everybody relax um, and uh, and I am it has me in a position going, wow, we have a lot of shit coming. There's always been this discussion, and I I know that there are camps that are 50 50 on us. People are like, the Night King's more interesting, fuck Cersei, and all the bullshit. I, I happen to be in the latter camp. I like the Game of Thrones. I like when people are doing crazy shit, making maneuvers, doing things, being tricky. I don't, the Night King is cool, he looks cool. But he's not Tywin fucking Lannister. He doesn't have a personality. He's not a guy where I go, wow, the the machinations and the this and the that. He's just this inexorable force. The Night King is a force of nature, okay, Mm. that you have to contend with. And that's not to say he's not interesting. But to me personally, I'm more of the guy who's like, I like the Game of Thrones. I liked it, I liked the, the threat looming in the north. I liked it more when, when House Tarly's moving is this house and the Martells are doing this and the fucking Starks are doing this and Lancers doing this and people are dying for the choices they make. That stuff is really cool to me and I'll always think it is more interesting than the Night King. But I still think the Night King is pretty damn cool. So I'm in the camp where I go, I'd rather the show end with the Westeros Iron Throne shit than with the Night King shit. I'm glad we're kind of. Ra- I I wouldn't mind it if it spilled over to a second episode. They had the retreat, blah blah blah. That's all cool, yeah. but I I I do prefer that we can we end Game of Thrones by doing the Game of Thrones for the last couple episodes.
1: Do you want to tackle this question? How does it end? Who sits on the throne? Yes. Okay.
0: I don't want to get into how does it end.
1: No, no. no. That's I think too specifically, much. Um, how does the Game of Thrones end? Who will sit on the throne?
0: Who will sit on the throne?
1: So I I. This was in my deadpool, so I'm curious. And I, I could change my if answer. George R.
0: R. Martin was still writing it when she's not it wouldn't be Danny, but I have a sneaking suspicion it could be. Um because I think all of a sudden and, and this might upset me to say it, but I think people are gonna be like, Oh she amazing. I, I think she I think people are gonna start rallying behind Danny now. Okay. Um part of me thinks she would just destroy the throne, but part of me thinks for a minute she's gonna wanna sit in it. If if I if you are twisting my fucking arm, I have a f- sneaking suspicion that Benioff and Weiss—I don't know about George R. R. Martin—Benioff and Weiss are going to have her sitting on the throne at the end of this, because I thought maybe she would sacrifice herself killing the Night King, and maybe the next episode—that's not going to happen, and she's going to be around. And I just don't see the show having the sack to kill Danny at this point. Mm-hmm. I just don't. So, if with a gun to my head, I think Danny's sitting on the Iron Throne. Her, her destiny was not the Night King.
1: Yeah. So That was
0: John's, which Ari took over for him.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm an asshole, but no, you know what I'm saying.
1: Um, so when I did um, my Deadpool for work, um your your basically your tiebreaker question or your bonus question is who's sitting on the iron throne? You're supposed to check off next to their name, or you could have a right in category. And I in the right in wrote The Love Child of Danny and John. And there's still a part of me that's pretty heavily behind that. Wow. That we're going to see like a new generation of, that it's not going to be Danny or John. that it's going to be some, like a, like a child, like the future. Like that's how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Like that the Targaryen like line, this.
0: Targaryen's and so- a song of ice and fire. Right. Literally it's a song Literally, of ice
1: and fire. And I, I still.
0: Literally there's fire and ice sitting in the flame. I <laughs> I'm still- joking. It's not literal. No, but I,
1: I still will, Um, <laughs> I will get behind that theory a hundred percent. And I'm going to stick with that until it happens or doesn't happen. If I have to pick a character that is currently on the show, this is probably what, not what's going to happen. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put fucking Sansa Stark on that Iron Throne. I like it. Um, it's gonna be the love child of Danny and John, 100. percent That's what it's gonna be. But if well, I have to pick an actual character that's well, actually on the show right now,
0: but well, think about it. Because I'm cause gonna take Santa. The vic- the gonna, Sansa. The, the war is give
1: me Sansa. The one.
0: The war is going to end, and somebody's going to sit on the throne. It's going to be the kid's not going to be around at that point. Somebody's sitting on it before that kid.
1: But how the show is going to end with what?
0: Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Um, how does the show end? Not how does how does victory? Not who sits on it first, but how do, who who do we see sitting on it when we roll credits?
1: That's if, what I'm saying. Okay. So do we? So in my mind, I can see us rolling credits on the um, the child of John and Danny sitting on the Iron Throne. That being said, um, if you and and I, I just want to root for this. It's not even where I really think it's going to happen, but give me fucking Sansa Stark, baby. (laughs) Give me Sansa Stark on that throne.
0: Will anyone else throw up if they abolish the throne and it becomes this big democracy? And we're like, yay. Me.
1: I will literally kill myself. (laughs) I
0: I know that's been bandied about as well. I will kill
1: myself and I will be dead. So there'll be no Stranger Things podcast. Clear your lives.
0: Unborn Baratheon. I dig that. Ari's kid. All right. Enough of this bullshit. No, you- my
1: onboard kid wins, you yeah. bitches.
0: No, my onboard kid. No, my onboard kid. No, my illegitimate <laughs> bastard. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we had a blast. We are out of here. You guys are the best. We will catch you guys on the flip side. Thank you. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for checking out LSG Media's coverage of A Game of Thrones. Make sure you check us out on the web at LibertyStreetGeek.net. That's LibertyStreetGeek.net, where you can see other shows we have like The Walking Dead and the Science Fiction Film Podcast. All right, folks, we will catch you next week. Have a good one.